0: Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy Frenemies. We are here in the Frenemies studios. And guys, I'm just telling you, I was looking at the show and I said, this is like the 1996 New York Yankee lineup. You guys remember that lineup at all?
1: Yeah, that was one of those heartbreak
0: years for the Braves. Listen listen to these huge names. Batting leadoff. Okay, leadoff was Wade Boggs. Bernie Williams was playing center field. Paul O'Neill was batting third. I didn't even remember. Cecil Fielder was batting cleanup. Remember Cecil Fielder? That guy was a huge man. Yeah. Tino Martinez, Ruben Sierra, Mariano Duncan, Joe Girardi, and they had the liberty of putting Derek Jeter at the last spot in the lineup. Isn't that crazy? That is, that is a young uh, a young team. It just sounds young at the 1996 Yankees. You yeah. guys keep you you guys
2: keep picking these teams that were like <laughs> I was a little kid and I was I could I wasn't paying attention at all.
0: Well, this is this is good history lesson. This is our Tuesday night history <laughs> yeah, lesson then. Yeah. Uh, they had some 300 batters there. Duncan batted 340 for the year. Jeter batted 314. Boggs, Wade Boggs, I can't believe I'm saying Wade Boggs on a podcast. Uh, he batted 311. Williams batted 305, and and Apollo Neal 302, 302 that year. That's that's a, a really neat lineup and and Bobby you're right, they they beat the Braves in six games in that World Series. Yeah. That was the begin that was the beginning of their new dynasty though.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that was the year that the Braves jumped out two games to none and then the Yankees came back, uh stole a game in game three at home uh, at in Atlanta and just I mean it was it wasn't any good anywhere after that. It was <laughs> heartbreak. I was a I was a junior in high school.
2: Was that before the Braves won their their World Series or after?
1: No, I think this is the year after.
2: Is the, they also
1: oh, the Braves went twice in uh, uh, two years in a row? Oh yeah,
0: they well they they went to the World Series a lot during the 90s. <laughs> Well, we'll have we'll have to look at that one. I think maybe that'll be a one of our next Tuesday night. We'll do a little history lesson on the '90s World Series champions. Maybe we'll do a little little thing there because uh, I if I'm, I might be with Tim a little bit there. I, I was not young, too young. I was actually too old to be looking at baseball things. I was looking at many other things at that time, and I, the baseball was not one of them. Uh, that uh, I, I like taking a trip down memory lane. I wish my Cubs would make the list one time for us, but I, that's probably. <laughs> That might be improbable. <laughs> I'm in charge of the list. I should be able to put the Cubs on the list. I haven't done that yet, though. <laughs> That's my problem. Uh, but tonight's show is going to be big. We've got news and notes, of course. We're going to go over the CML standings, career minor leaguers, uh, standings and rankings. Also, what we're going to do tonight, it's, it's what, a month into the season? Is that about right? It's a month yes. into the season. And so what we're going to do is we're going to look at the top players at each position, kind of rank them. Maybe the top five, top ten, or wherever we get to there, and, and rank them ourselves and see who's to be raking, or are they going to continue to be faking all the rest of the year, or are they going to drop away from the top positions in the league as we go over the injury news and notes? Cardinals activated Pac-Man from the 10-day injury list. You know who the Pac-Man is? Michael Waka. Waka, 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 Waka. Is that Pac-Man? i'll give you that one
2: when i when i think of pac-man i think of pac-man jones from the nfl
0: but. you got to watch a watch a watch a, You're back with him isn't that what you got to do uh, did you guys ever play pac-man that you in my day the, oh, yeah, the I love pac-man yeah the arcades were really big during those days yeah. uh, when i was growing up as a kid and that was one of the most popular games and you had to wait in line to play pac-man
1: i, I still anytime i go into a uh one of these new retro uh, gaming pubs, or whatever you want to call them. Uh, there's one in Huntsville. There's one uh, new here in uh, in Mobile. Anytime I see a Miss Pac-Man or a Pac-Man or anything that I'm just, my, my face lights up because I love it. How
0: how how good are you at it? I, I'm pretty good.
1: I'm Could decent. you get up
0: to the key levels? Did you ever I, know the pattern in Pac-Man? There was a there was a there was a good pattern you can play and and it would win every time until you finally got to where the ghosts were going so fast that they eventually catch you.
1: Yeah, um, I mean I, I've gotten above uh, above three hundred thousand on scores and one um, when, uh, when I was in high school um, we. <laughs> a little little tangent here for us. And When I was in high school, our family, uh, our washer and dryer went out, and we couldn't afford to replace them. So for about five or six months, while we were saving up, we went to the laundromats, and there was oh, a yeah. this, and there was a Miss Pac-Man machine. I'd play it every time we'd go. I'd be like, Mom, can I come help? Just so I could, you know, play the Pac-Man <laughs> machine while while the machines were going. So. Yeah, I got pretty good at it uh just doing that. You know, I had the high score on it for at least two months.
0: <laughs> Nate Lau or or is it Low? Uh, is low, it, probably is it Low, Low or Lau? Okay. Is probably DH and bat and and hitting fifth for his MLB debut yesterday for the Tampa Bay Rays, is that right? <laughs> That's Tim? right. Hold on hold on a second. Did you just say debut? <laughs> <laughs> debut, debut. He, he made his debut. Yeah, I'm a French speaker. Maybe that De- is my s- debut. first language. Maybe that's my first language, and I don't even know it. <laughs> How did he do last night, Tim? Did he do all right uh, for
2: uh Yeah, I picked him up. I just streamed him last night. He he went one for four. He had a double and a walk. I mean, it wasn't anything. Uh, I think he scored a run, um but uh I mean, it wasn't anything like
0: super spectacular or anything. Uh, I've already dropped
2: him. him. I've already dropped
0: (laughs) him. Not a big splash for you then. JD Martinez is back in the Red Sox lineup Monday, so that back injury might be disappearing for him. Tigers have a pitching prospect, Casey Mays. He threw a no hitter in his first start with double A Erie on Monday. I say this because Tigers will be at some point this year, Casey Mays will end up to the major leagues, in my opinion, because the Tigers will not stay as high up in the ranks as they, they are right now. But they say it was not only a no-hitter, it was also a Greg Maddox-type no-hitter where he just needed 98 pitches to complete the no-no. The top prospect walked one batter and hit another. I really like the fact that he hit another. He struck out seven batters along the way, but that's what you got to do as a pitcher. You know, you got to intimidate. He had he threw 98 pitches and one of those pitches he hit somebody with. Mm-hmm. So in double A, you got these batters walking up there and you got the pitcher up there beaming people and, and they get a little frightened. You know, that helps you throw a no hitter. Take it from a slow pitch mm-hmm. softball guy, because I'll do that to a slow pitcher, you know, to a batter myself. I'll 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 take that ball and I'll put a little extra juice on it, you know, and I'll I'll just I'll hit them gently in the shoulder instead of just grazing their leg or something. I'll, I'll hit them gently, and it how, just makes them how, back off the plate a little bit. But
2: how in slow-pitch softball does somebody get hit? Like they literally just stand, stand there and b- take it? Because you can see it yeah. coming from a mile yeah. away. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, you can see it coming from a mile away, but then they're questioning, hey, this guy, he's trying to he's trying to wreck my shoulder up or something like that. <laughs> and and so you get them thinking, it's all about a mental game, Tim. I know you don't understand these things, but it's all about a <laughs> mental game. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Aguilar homered twice and drove in four runs in the Brewers' 5-1 victory over the Rockies on Monday night. He hit another one tonight and has three RBIs. Uh, I might be more than that, but that's the last time I looked. He, so he, Jesus Aguilar might be catching fire. I saw this weekend when he sat out, and I picked up uh, Thames, Thames, Eric Thames. Mm-hmm. I picked him up over the weekend. But the reports were that Aguilar was in the batting cage. He was working on some things, and the coaching staff was in there with him. And then he came back and he hit this whole, two home runs last night. Man, I I snatched him up because if that dude catches fire, look out, you know. But he's been yeah. ice cold, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he's been happen.
2: pretty awful this year.
0: Brandon Lau, or was it is it low? I did it to myself again. Okay, that's low. That's low. We're gonna skip him. Tim Anderson hit a two run homer. To help the White Sox to a five three victory. Listen to Tim Anderson's listen listen to him. So he hit a two run homer last night. It's the sixth home run of the season for the shortstop. He's knocked in 18 runs over 24 games. He's hitting 375, and he's a perfect ten for ten in steal attempts. This has been a great year for Anderson. And I mentioned him and Brandon Lau low because they're both going to make our posi- our top positional players at here in a little while as we go through this show. Uh, And we'll get to talk more about them in just a little bit. Tim, A.J. Pollock, he was put on the injured list. Is that right? That's right. 10-day DL. Alex Verdugo, he's going to see a lot of the starts in center field. And he's been playing very well this year. Verdugo
2: has been pretty good, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that might be a name if you need an outfielder. Um, I remember also A.J. Pollock last year when he came back from injury with Arizona, he came back and he played really, really well for a stretch in Arizona. I don't know if it was all the way through to the end of the year or until he got hurt again, but it was it was a good two months, at least, that A.J. Pollock um, came back and played really well. Uh, John Heyman of the MLB Network Here's the Reds are contemplating a call-up for prospect Nick Senzel. That could happen as soon as Friday. Nick Senzel, who had a great um, uh, preseason, I guess it was, uh, and... and and, uh, he's, he's, they need to the help. That's for sure. And Sensel has a and chance of playing They probably just picked him up. Yeah. Did you really? I did.
1: I did. I, I made the, I made the call to grab another bat and hey, he could be trade bait.
0: I think every show we have, we, after, after the show notes get passed out and we read them, <laughs> the three of us go out and pick up people that were on the show <laughs> notes. <laughs> well, I was going to say, have you what?
2: guys, have you kept up with, uh, this, uh, Luis Urias from uh yes. the Padres yeah. uh minor leaguer. This guy, did you see what he did in the like Saturday and Sunday?
0: Mm-hmm. He I, had uh, five
2: home runs Saturday between Saturday and Sunday.
0: Wow on
2: on Sunday he had three home runs.
0: If he was stepping up to the plate against me in slow pitch softball, I'd hit him. That's all I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Pretty sure he'd back up and swap that thing out of there.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nationals placed third base Anthony Randon on a 10-day injured list. So so his elbow is messed up a little bit. Probably giving him some rest. Miguel Andahar will play re, minor league rehab games Tuesday with High A Tampa Bay. Troy Tulowitzki will begin minor league rehab assignments Tuesday with High A Tampa Bay. Uh, all all of our listeners in Tampa, it's a great opportunity mm-hmm. to go out and see young talent and also see Troy Tulowitzki play on Tuesday. So, that's that's a big that's a that's a big opportunity for you. So they mm-hmm. may play Wednesday night as well.
1: You can get some signatures.
0: Padres placed Fernando Tatis Jr. on the 10-day injured list, and that's where Urias might come into. Is it Urias? Urias? Yeah,
2: Urias. That's why Urias? Was, that's why I brought him up because Tatis Jr. he's going to be out for a while.
0: Yeah. Edwin Diaz, he'll be unavailable to play tonight, Tuesday night. So he didn't go Tuesday night, and and Tim, you know. You're you're a good friend. You're you're getting to be a better friend, a friend of me, I guess we could say it. And <laughs> look, uh, Edwin Diaz the other night he blew a save for you, and and I'm willing to take him off your hands. He's let you down earlier this week, and. Something just smells kind of wrong here. You know how the Mets like to toy around with pitchers? You remember what they did with DeGrom a couple of weeks ago? And, and, and so maybe something is wrong with him. I am willing to take him off your hands if you want to Listen, talk about that.
2: I off. I'm pretty sure I offered you a trade that included Edwin Diaz, and you, I, you, you said you, you uh,
0: declined it in your sleep or something? I know I did. Oh, no, I, did. I, I don't I don't remember <laughs> seeing that. Something happened and I don't remember seeing it. And then Mark came at me with Well, I I thought it was a better offer. I thought it was an offer I couldn't refuse, is what I thought it was. Uh pi- pi- Pirates activated outfielder Starling Marte. He's on your team, right, Bobby?
1: Yes. Uh once once Andy Har gets back, I will have a clean and clear uh DL slate finally. Hopefully it'll stay that way.
0: Well, I'll, I'll make the same offer to you that I made to Tim with Starling Marte, Bobby. It's just something's not right there with his leg, and then it might be something that you want to just get rid of. So I got those players. We could talk after the show.
1: Hey, I, I made you an offer today, and you still haven't uh, responded to it.
0: You did? I haven't looked. Yeah. Uh, this is it's been See, a very weird
2: night. I haven't look at looked Wes at all. with these trades. He wants these trades, and then when we make them, he doesn't even jump on them.
0: No. I, I don't jump on him. I didn't know that I had a trade. <laughs> uh, look, as I pull this up, we'll go over the trade right now. We'll go over the trade. Let's hear it. Okay, I'm trying. I got uh, receiving from Crack the Whip. That's you, Bobby. Uh, Rosario. Rosario, the New York Mets shortstop. Moustakis, who's second base and third base eligible. Bobby knows I have my eye on him. And Abreu for the White Sox. Oh, for, for Real Muto and Bergman. Do I, I don't need to ask, do I, Tim? All right, say
2: say say who's Bobby giving you Rosario and who?
0: Mustakis and Abreu.
2: And then you're gonna. He wants from you.
0: Real Muto and Bregman. No, no, I already rejected it. Don't worry, don't worry no, <laughs> I rejected it. Are you Are uh, you
2: gonna counter that
0: offer? Or? I I don't have time to play Bobby's little games. <laughs> um, he,
1: he'll. <laughs> He'll re- he'll counter it with something equally as stupid, if if not more,
0: if not more. It might be. I, I think sometimes Bobby and I get into these little trade battles where we know neither one of us is going to take it, and then if we get frustrated with the other one offering us bad trades, we we just send out a really ridiculous trade to each other. I'll tell you what
2: I hate those. Tra- I hate seeing these trades where it's like two for one or three for two. I hate seeing those trades. I don't, if you, if I if I see a trade, I almost want to veto it whenever I see those, but I don't because I hate it when people veto trades, but come on. Let, let's yeah. Let's do even uh, trades here. 3 for 3, uh, 2 for
1: 2. But I, I I see it as I made the trade, so I'm giving you 3 if you want, I mean if if you have somebody you want to drop, great. If you don't want to drop somebody, you don't have to take it. But I'm trying to open up a spot uh for and do hard and maybe try to get somebody else in the process because I am looking for a shortstop and, and a and a better catcher. And, of course, everybody's looking for a better catcher.
0: I'll tell you what I think everybody's looking for. People that are active in the league, everybody's looking for an open roster space. You know, that's I think I, that's one of the things I try to go after, and I try to get the worst player on somebody's team to maybe help them out a little bit. But also I know that if I can just it's a, like a bargaining chip. Let me take this horrible player from your team and give you a little something for him anyway if you don't want to go out and get him off the waiver wire or something here. Let me give you something for him. But it gives me a chance to go out and get one of these waiver wire people that we talk about all the time right. that I get excited for. I love having a people can people can dance with me. If they like want to give me, if they want to take two of my players for one of their players, I'm going to be to me. I'm a lot more open to that than I'm open to the three for two. You know, going the other way. I just want the open roster space.
2: I'm starting to become a kind of a streamer myself. Uh, um, I mean, if I've already used five of my twelve this week, and I I think the last week or two I've used all twelve of my my moves. I I just, if I see somebody who's hot, I pick them up. And if they don't end up working out, I just drop them. And I try to pick up at least like one pitcher a day. It's kind of been my, my strategy so far yeah. this season.
0: It's I, I good love, strategy. I think so too. It's, uh, yeah. I love playing Dallas, uh, a daily fantasy baseball or basketball. I just love playing the daily fantasy ones where you get to kind of redraft your team and spend that $200 budget every time. Um, And and I like to do that almost every day. Some days I'll fill out six lineups. Just to, just and it helps me not make as many moves in my in my season long or my year long uh, leagues. Is that I'm in? Mean? Speaking of trades, speaking of trades, a little review of our trades in the career minor leaguers over this first month. So the first trade of the season, and we'll grade these trades a little bit, and we'll see how we like them. C.J. Krone, Jung Ho Kang, and Mike Fultonevich. Uh, were traded from Trout's milkshakes over to over. No, no, they were traded to Trout's milkshakes for Luke Voigt, Nick Senzel, and mm, Tanaka, the New York starting pitcher. In hindsight, how do you see that one, Tim? Krone, Kang, Fultonevich, who I don't believe any of them are p- playing on a regular basis now, are they? Fulty. He just got Faulty. called up this weekend yeah, to pitch a game. He just got called up. Yeah. Okay. So uh, he's been down in AAA a little bit. That's been,
2: I don't know if that was such a, I mean, they, they, if none, none of them are playing that much, then I guess it was kind of fair, but I mean, it was kind of a well, pointless
0: trade. Well, I mean, none, none that went to Trout's Milkshakes are playing that much. Luke uh, Voigt, Luke Voigt for the Yankees. We just Luke talked Voigt about smashing. him right. yeah. yeah. And Tanaka is Tanaka for New York. Senzel yeah. did get. Did get bumped down to triple a for a little while and, and it's getting that call back up now. So I don't know. Kind of look like a two for three there. I have to say, Bobby, you got, you got the best of that trade.
2: Yeah. Whoever got faulty, uh, got the worst of that.
0: And yeah, um, I, I would say, I mean, we, we were
1: of course looking early in the season. So, um, you know, when we were discussing, it was, just based on last year's stats, but I did, you know, looking back a month later, that that was definitely a a, a kind of a crap trade for for Daniel.
0: Uh, second trade we made this year, or somebody made this year, getting traded to you, Tim, were uh, Jacques Peterson, who's up there pretty high in the ranks in the outfield position, and Clayton Kershaw, who finally has started pitching over the last couple of weeks. To and Bobby, that another trade involving you. You got Mustaskis, who you're trying to get rid of. And Zach Greinke, who has not pitched very well at all this year.
1: No, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say that is wrong. No. Um, uh, Greinke has turned it up he, as of late. He's,
2: he had his last couple outings, he's been pretty good.
0: Okay, okay. So he went from the but doghouse I'm, I'm to the outhouse.
2: I'm happy with my Peterson and Kershaw. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, I do get frustrated because Dave Roberts likes to play with his lineup so much, and Peterson, who's hit 10 home runs in the minimum— in the you know in the minimal at bats, I mean there was a stretch where he didn't play for three straight games. Not because anything was wrong with him, he just sat him for three straight games. I'm like this guy's hit three or ten home runs this year. I'm like oh he's only four behind Bellinger who's leading the league. It yeah. just, just doesn't make any sense.
0: Uh, and, and another trade, the third trade involved him again. Uh, Trey Turner. Was traded to Mookie Monster and went immediately on the DL before I think he could even play him one time. Maybe maybe yeah. he played him once. And then Corey Seager was traded to you, Tim. Uh, looking, I still think I don't I don't I think Trey Turner, who has been on the DL ever since that trade happened, might have still statistically outperformed Corey Seager since that trade.
2: It's quite possible. I'm, <laughs> but I think Seager, he's still brushing off the cobwebs from sitting out last year. So I think he is bound for a good second half, which is what the, which is the reason why I did the trade, uh, because I think he is going to turn it around. I wasn't expecting a lot from him at the beginning of the year. Um, but he's definitely a guy that can turn it around. So.
0: Uh, we You can't fool us, Tim. You were trying to get all the Dodgers on your team, and that's all you were trying to do. Listen,
2: but if I'm going to get Dodgers, I have the best Dodgers on my team
0: for the That's most true. That's true. <laughs> I, and then you, you, do you decided, want Rich Hill? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want <laughs> Rich Hill. <laughs> you decided to trade me, uh, uh, Paul Young for Nico Goodrum. So you got Nico Goodrum, who at the time and still is five-position eligible, so it looked well, and you and dropped Nico Goodrum. I
2: dropped, I dropped Goodrum. He's been... He's been really bad. There was, uh, I think, he had a double header this past weekend, and he was like 0 for seven or 0 for eight in in this both games. And I was just his his average has been dropping, and he hasn't been his other numbers aren't really doing anything for me, so I had to replace him.
0: Well, I owe you one for Paul DeYoung because he's been fantastic for me. Yeah, yeah, thanks, yeah. Yeah, thank I hope you. Enjoy.
2: Hope you're enjoying him.
0: I traded Mark as well uh, in another move uh, Jerickson Profar, Trevor Bauer, and Joe Musgrove And he traded me Joey Gallo, Jesus Aguilar, and Jose Alvarado And uh, you know, Joey Gallo is Joey Gallo performing very well this year Aguilar was dropped and I picked him back up And, and uh, Jose Alvarado for Tampa Bay He's uh, losing saves left and right to everybody else So I don't think that that was very good yeah, and Mark got Bauer and Musgrove to solidify his pitching staff. Will you guys want to grade that one?
1: That's uh, a pretty good trade. I think everybody won on that one.
0: I'll take I'll take Joey Gallo every day. I'll yeah. take I I just like him. I don't know. I'm I'm in that guy's corner. And he's he I hate the low average but I just like Joey Gallo. I don't know why. I I like him.
1: Uh, he's he's going to he's going to hit 35-40 if not more. Home runs a a, a year, so he's he's perfect for uh for the utility spot.
0: I didn't even know about this trade. I, this is the first time I've ever seen this trade, uh, trading to the lost puppies, Matt Chapman, who I, I was really eyeballing trying to get from Mookie Monster for Dan and Dansby Swanson. I didn't even know. I didn't even know uh, who's leading uh, probably the league for shortstops in RBIs. He might not be, but he's really close if he's not. For Jose Abreu, Andrew Benintendi, and Max Fried. uh I don't, I don't. That's probably a pretty even trade. I'm not sure because I like well, the two, I like the two players and two of the three players I I, I really like for the other trade as well.
1: Yeah, uh, Benintendi was a good pickup for Mookie. He he probably should have kept Abreu, but he dropped him. If he would have kept him, it would have been a more even trade. <laughs> yeah, because but Abreu uh,
2: has, I mean, he hasn't, he he hasn't even been one of the top first basemen this year. So.
1: Oh, but he was hot last week. Yeah, he's heated up. He's heated 12, up. Well, twelve RBI
0: last week by himself, I believe.
2: Hmm. Okay.
0: Uh, and another trade. Let's see. Let's see. We got a couple more going on here. Joey Votto, Segura, and Jansen. Big names right there as far as Segura and Jansen goes. Votto's been dropped since this trade happened. Yeah, it's not even
2: owned anymore.
0: For Andre, Elvis Andreas, which is kind of a wash with Segura, I guess. So maybe a couple more steals for Andreas, and Segura will probably get you a couple more runs in the Philly lineup. For And Alex Gordon and Craig Kimbrell, who's not even pitching right now. <laughs>
2: yeah. Which I th- still think is crazy. I guess Lost Buffy's thought that Kimbrell was going to be signing a deal soon.
0: But he got um, traded to BLB. He got traded to BLB, so he's all right, taking I mean, a chance uh, on him. Yes, mm-hmm. BLB thought that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. That's an even trade. Uh, traded also, I traded to Mookie Monster, Soler, Marquez, and Thornton. And I think he dropped Soler and Thornton. Uh, for the at, at, at this time, he still has Marquez, who's uh, probably the ace of that staff. Would you say he's the ace of Colorado?
1: Yes, he is. Right he's now, like, yeah. Yeah.
0: And well, I it was got supposed t- to be been
1: Fre- Freeland, but Freeland's been hurt and sucky.
0: I got Fam, Ivaldi, and Keichel. And I think I dropped Ivaldi and Keichel. So it was really just a one-for-one trade. <laughs> we got yeah. Fam and Mark oh,
2: Valdi, Valdi's, uh, out, isn't he? Isn't he having yeah, surgery or something?
0: Oh, yeah. He, he's that loose got body.
2: That, that uh, loose bone or something, yeah. they said?
1: The loose body.
2: Yeah, <laughs> loose body.
0: <laughs> we also Whatever had another... Myers and Swanson were traded for Charlie Blackman, and that, I guess that's even trade. Mm. Mm. Huh. Uh. I I think
2: know. Blackman's gonna turn it around. Yeah,
0: Swanson. Yeah. He hasn't.
2: He hasn't had one of you know he hasn't had a normal season for a month, as of now, but he's a guy that can turn it around.
0: Yeah. And I uh, let's see, in, in one other trade, I traded Blackman. Dozier, Hunter Dozier, he's having a great year. Buster Posey, and for Ian Desmond, George Springer, and Freddie Freeman. Mm. So really, Daniel flipped flipped Backman for Myers and Swanson. Yeah.
2: What's Posey um, been doing? Because I drafted him and dropped him like after first couple weeks.
0: He's turning around. I think he's taking a step back. Probably finish with the 15 to 18 home runs this year and. Probably close to three hundred, like he usually does. Maybe a step backwards though at two ninety. Because there was, I think I dropped him. He was batting one nineteen or something like that. Yeah, but Hunter Dozier might be the best person in that trade altogether for Daniel anyway. I I know I got Springer and Freeman from him on that one, but yeah. Do Dozier man, I it was you hard got for Freeman on
2: us. That was a steal. You get yeah. Freeman. Yeah, and, and I don't know what he was thinking. I would not have given you Freeman. No for
0: <laughs> I think I I think I asked for somebody else, and he said I'll throw in Freeman instead. And I said oh, okay. <laughs> when, what did he, who would he, who was
2: he really wanting from you? I like, don't know. Because I mean, Posty, to, to give up Freeman.
0: I th- I got Boaster Posey on a heater. He had just hit a home run or something like that, or two home runs. Look, whenever I look at trades, we can sit there and grade the trade, and we can look at them, and in a month from now, we can look at it and go, you know what? That whole trade was completely in his favor. It's true. People are scared to make trades, and and I can understand why. Because if you don't make a lot of trades or if you aren't very active on the trading market, it seems like you can get ripped off, right? Like You hate hate that you got the losing end of a trade. But if you look at the trades that we just went over, that's a long list. And the more trades you make, the more opportunities you have to find that diamond in the rough that somebody was willing to get rid of. You know, you could be just as successful as you are non-successful, I, I guess. I, I don't know how, how to say that right, but the more trades you do, the more times you get to come out on the winning end, if you want to look at it that way. Well,
2: and like you're saying, like, you never know if a trade is going to, you know, be worthwhile or if it's going to be a dud at the time that you do it. You're Whenever you make a trade, you're doing it with the best intentions, hoping that whoever you're getting is going to do well for you, but... You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. So you can a month from now, when you look at that trade again, you're gonna be like, you're either gonna say, "What was I thinking?" or you're gonna say, "You know, man, <laughs> whoever I just, whoever I made that trade with, got screwed." But, uh, you know, for people to to say that, to get mad about a trade at during the time of a trade, and say and just think that they know that, you know uh that that trade is bogus or whatever. You know, nobody knows what it's going to be.
0: Yeah. I I don't I'm not all for uh trades that are cheating trades, I guess you could say, or collusion trades. I don't want those at all. Ugh. But nobody but, likes those. Nobody but, who
2: plays fantasy likes those.
0: <laughs> but trades that are just opinionated, like I don't think that was a good trade. Yeah, hey. Hey, that's uh, how do we know Daniel's going to flip Blackman for uh, Myers and Swanson. Maybe he had, maybe he had that trade in his back pocket. You know, uh, maybe he was talking to Pups and he said, "Pups said, I really wish I could get Blackman. Yeah, I can, I can arrange something." Maybe Daniel said, you know. So I, I don't know what goes on in trades, but hey, yeah, those are our trades. Those are, those are some of our trades that happened in our league. Speaking of our league, our standings as of this past weekend. Guess who is still on top, Bobby? Guess who is on top? Not me. <laughs> Tim, well at least i are
2: not last anymore about it.
0: Exactly. Tim, you are on top again for a third week in a row. Marauders and I are right behind you. Right behind you at three and a half games. we I'm telling we're,
2: you, I think I think that it's I'm telling you, I'm uh like I was saying earlier how I'm streaming more. Mm-hmm. The last the last couple of years I I didn't stream players very much. I just kinda I would maybe make a couple of moves a week. That was about it. But this year I'm making, you know, I'm using up all my moves each week pretty much. And it's, uh, I think that's kind of the key. And especially, in, and not so much in like other fantasy sports like, like baseball. I mean, I, I like football. Um, but in baseball, when you've got so many games and uh, you've got all these games each day and you've got players that don't play and players, you know, uh, that you might, that might be worth just dropping for a day, and you probably think that nobody's going to pick them up or something. And you can just pick up somebody on the wire and, <clears throat> and possibly end up keeping them for a long time just because they stay hot for you or whatever. But uh, I think that's been kind of key for me is staying on top of just all the, the streaming I've been doing.
0: Mookie Monster yeah. sat on my knee last week and took a loss. And he, I don't know, I actually tied. We tied last week. Mookie Monsters in third place. At five games behind, and Jordan is our new guy, seven and a half. Puppies at seven and a half, and Milkshakes at seven and a half behind. And Daniel has still yet to make a move. I told you, Tim, that, that he's he's probably dug his heels in, and he said, I am not going to make a move this year. <laughs> Just to and, prove and to And them. Daniel, which one's Daniel? Daniel's Trout's milkshake. Milkshakes. Okay. And And so he's probably done that. But now, see, I'm going to confuse Daniel. I'm going to confuse Daniel because I don't think Daniel will make a move all year. So uh, I don't think that he will because uh, he's dug his heels in and and he is refusing to make a move. Now, see, Daniel, as he listens to this, is thinking, oh, I'm going to prove West wrong. But wait a minute. I can't prove West wrong and not make a move. So now Daniel has a conundrum going on. So now I'm messing around with Daniel. See, I don't play these little games, milkshakes. <laughs> I don't play these little Trout's milkshake games. All right. Well, see, this is what I'm talking about with the not making
2: moves and how that can be an issue. I'm looking at his team for tonight, and he's got, in his starting roster, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six players that are seven players because he's got one empty spot, and then he's got six other players who are not in the lineup for their games.
0: So it, I don't it's know hard I don't know it's why he's got win. Dansby
2: Swanson sitting on the sitting on the bench.
0: It's hard I don't to know if he's paying attention
2: to his team or what. I might need to reach out to him.
0: <laughs> Maybe so. Start, start active players, Daniel. You just start active players on, on the schedule there or on your roster, and you can do it for the whole week, and Yahoo will take care of that for you. Bobby, you're at, sitting at eight games back. Uh, Jalala Bad Boys, he's at eight and a half games back, but the bad news for him this week is he's playing me. So yeah, he might not <laughs> be able to move up. And Brandon is is after taking that whipping last week, he's down at 14 games back and four runs. The Marauders and I are tied at 183 runs apiece. And I think you dropped down, Tim. You were sitting on top of that for a couple of weeks at one. You now you're at 176, and Brandon is down at the bottom at 141. But he he made up some ground against Lost Puppies, uh, who's sitting at 157. So a 40 run differential from top to bottom. Right there,
2: yeah, go ahead, you want, I've got it uh six he, mookie monsters got sixty, yeah, and uh, right behind them is uh you with fifty nine and uh at the bottom got uh Brandon with forty,
0: yeah, correlates right there, and lost puppies at forty three so those two are are were in the same position last week, so they're trying to make up some ground, maybe that's what lost puppies are is doing by making those trades. RBI's I, I got I got us all beat I didn't know that one eighty one and and Mookie Monster's at one seventy three Tim you are still at the bottom of RBI's you're at one thirty nine and I
2: have the RBI leader on my team <laughs>
0: <laughs> where would you be without Cody <laughs> um, BLB is at one forty five so that's that's good stolen bases man I have been running uh, I got thirty one. Lost Pups got 29, Marauders have 26, and Jordan has six stolen bases with the averages. Now, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I have like five pitchers on my team, right? And I've got uh, 20 batters. I think I got 20 batters. I don't know how the math works out there, but I know I got a lot of batters. So I mix and match my lineups based upon, I almost play like a daily daily fantasy on those lineups. I, I mix and match those lineups based upon the matchups that they have as far as the batters go. And I'm mm-hmm. sitting on top of the batting average at 277. I'm very proud of that because that was something I was going for. But then Trout's Milkshakes is second at 277, and he doesn't even put everybody in his lineup. So <laughs> all that work that I do, you don't even have to do that much work, I don't think. Mookie Monster is down at the bottom at 250, and Lost Pups is down there at 256. But Bobby, you're creeping up. You got 258. I think you might have been sitting towards the bottom on that a little bit more last week, but you're starting to catch on fire now. Yeah, it's all those
1: uh, disabled list uh, guys getting (laughs) uh, getting healthy, and
0: I've got some life in my team now. Pitching staffs, it looks like Lost Puppies probably has the best pitchers on winning teams because he's leading the league with wins at 25 wins right now. I'm down at the bottom of that barrel with, with 13 wins, uh, probably 10 of them by relievers at this point. The save category, I'm at 25, and I'm in second place, and Bobby's got 29. And, and I uh, have
1: i have half the relievers that you have.
0: <laughs> don't rub it in my <laughs> face, man. Just trade me a couple of them. <laughs> All right, and then Tim, you're at 22s, and you got the same amount of relievers. That's ridiculous, man. Uh,
2: I've only only kept three relievers on my team.
0: I got the revolving door at some of my relievers right now. See, strikeouts, you had that last week, Bobby, but uh, Marauders, it's going to be you and him all year long, isn't it? You guys are going to be neck and neck for the strikeout king is what you're going to have. He's at 395, and you're at
2: 390.
0: I'm going to be uh, tough on that one. I've got
1: some some really good pitchers that are strikeout kings uh if Noah Syndergaard could ever find whatever he's missing uh I might I might be unstoppable at least in strikeouts.
0: We appreciate everybody listening. This is kind of for our league. We've we've started uh this podcast to go over some of these things for our league specifically and uh you we appreciate you mm-hmm. listening to him and taking part in in some of those statistics with us, but uh, we like to go over those and kind of give each other a hard time. We call ourselves the fantasy frenemies because at one point we were all kind of friends. We might have met through fantasy sports, though, and that's how we became frenemies. Or we may have been friends outside of fantasy sports, and that's how we became enemies. So we, we <laughs> kind of just mixed it together, and we became fantasy frenemies. But we've enjoyed the relationship that we've had with each other. But now we're going to get into top positional players for the month. So we talked about trades. We've talked about uh, making trades with people and the top positional players in each of the the categories that we have been talking about and runs, RBIs and all that stuff is all reflected by Yahoo. These are some players that we may want to go for in trades if we think that they're going to stay on top of this leaderboard or maybe if they're faking it, if they're faking it right now, we may want to trade high like some people have been doing. But if they're raking, we want to keep them, right? So here's here's some catchers that are on top of the list. Wilson Contreras, after the first month of the season, is the top rated catcher. Grandal, Rio is is third. Navarez from from Chicago, from Seattle is fourth. Sanchez, Gary Sanchez, who sat out for a long time, he is fifth in the league in catching. Anything jump out at the, from those names that you guys?
2: I think it's crazy that Sanchez is leading catchers in home runs with eight, with that with that with the amount of time that he's set out.
1: Yeah. I mean, but he's then had, he's also
2: he's also only batting two thirty two. <laughs>
1: yeah. He's he's had fifty six at bats where most everybody everybody above him has had at least seventy six.
2: Sanchez is one of those guys. He's going to have a high strikeout rate, but if he if he uh, gets a hold of a ball, it's it's usually going out of the park.
0: Yeah. Uh, and and you know, with that home run and his RBI total, I remember one game. I have him in another league. He he had a home run and a grand slam. So those things might be skewed just a little bit uh, due to one at bat. But uh, still, when when I look at this list too, if we go down a little bit deeper, we got Garver who's dropped in our league, Fagley who's been dropped in our league, Vasquez for Boston who's been dropped in our league. So there there's three top ten catchers yeah, who there's are some on good catchers. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they're good. They might <laughs> be the the things that are floating left, because well, there's not a lot of great catchers.
2: I think catcher is one of the positions. That, that's the, one of the positions I've been streaming a lot this year. I just one because you never know what catcher is going to play on any given night. So when when I see some like today, I saw Garver wasn't playing, so I was like, well, I need. I'm not going to just have a catcher not play. And I didn't have anybody to replace
0: me, so I just I dropped him and picked up uh, Suzuki. In one of my leagues, one of the teams, and I thought it was an interesting strategy, it was something that I thought about doing. I always try to come up with a different strategy each year that is going to put me over the top, you know, something that's going to amuse me. And I thought about doing this, but the guy's actually done it, and he's doing very well in our league. He just doesn't have a catcher. <laughs> he just didn't do it. He just said, forget it. I'm not getting a catcher. Because I've, I've streamed catchers before. I've even had two catchers from the same team. Uh, Last year, I think I had Flowers and Suzuki. The bad thing was they both went on the injured list at the same time, like within a week (laughs) of each other. So that really backfired. That one really backfired. Uh, So this year, instead, I went strong with catcher, and I made sure I got Rio Muto. I drafted him a little bit early, but I I wanted to have that security of him. And then I knew I was going to get another catcher late in the draft, but early for catchers, you know, I wasn't going to sit around and wait for a catcher. I was going to go get one in that tenth or eleventh round, uh, I think, and and try to try to get a good big name. And and really, I was looking at Grindall, I was looking at Contreras, and uh, I had even toyed around with in some mock drafts of getting Sanchez and Rio Muto uh, two rounds from each other. And I thought, man, I I when I did that, I didn't like the way my team looked, so I wanted to wait around till the end of the draft. You know something else here, Molina. He's got 20 RBIs, and he he was batting under 200 forever. It seemed like, but he has he has 20 RBIs in that St. Louis offense right well, now. He's up to 269, so he's been on a tear.
2: Yeah, Molina's always been a solid catcher, or a solid batting catcher
0: as well. Yeah. Let's look at first baseman. The top names here on the board. You got Cody Bellinger, Pete Alonso, Luke Voigt. Mancini, Goldschmidt, Gallo, and Hoskins, and Freeman, it, it right there. Maybe it's top seven or eight. There, I lost track. Got filled
2: uh, at number ten too.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he's many, many position eligible, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, Pete Alonso, a rookie. He's he's number two among first basemen this year.
1: Yeah, he's a solid player. He's going to be good. Uh, he's, like I said before, the, the Mets have kind of. Been wishy washy with, with lately with uh, with their rookies. They they haven't come up and have attributed uh, immediately like they would hope. But this guy has has come up and has, has
0: been mashing ever since. Number two I, and number three are both from New York, uh, the Mets yeah. and the Yankees. So yeah. there might be a battle for a long time to come.
1: Void I
2: gotta oof. go ahead.
1: Vo- Voigt's just mashing whatever he, whatever he hits because he strikes out a lot is is going somewhere in a hurry. He is he is just raking whatever he can co- uh, contact with.
2: I was gonna say I I gotta brag on my my guy here a little bit. <laughs> if, if look at Bellinger's stats, uh. he is leading in all the only stat he is not leading every other batting category is stolen bases. But he leads the league in with thirty runs, fourteen homers, thirty-seven RBIs, and a four thirty-four average. He's leading every every positional player he is leading in those categories. That's and crazy. He's
1: not, and he's not a slouch in stolen bases either. <laughs>
2: no, he's got five. He he's he's tied with Merrifield for the most with the, at first base.
0: No, and, and I was thinking about this. Let's just say if Cody Bellinger was not having a Superman year, all right? Let's just, if he was having like a regular year, how impressed would we be with Pete Alonso and Luke Voigt right now when we're looking at their stats, second and third? But when yeah. when, when you see them next to Cody Bellinger, you're like, boy, yeah. Mount Rushmore's is yeah. not such a tall mountain. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and, and we keep talking about Pete Alonso and Luke Voigt, but number four here, Trey Mancini. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Who would have thought that we'd be talking about Trey Mancini?
0: Remember when we talked about Kerry drafting him yeah. a little bit earlier and we were kind of poking him in the side and now yeah. I, I know I I can see Kerry's That's face right, right now. It. Okay, I can see his face and he is just so happy he got one over on me. That's all I know because he knows I want a Mancini somehow. He read my mind because there's not a lot of things in there to read, but he read my mind. Let's look at the top second baseman guys and get, get, your, get your thoughts on these second basemen and, and We got Javier Baez at the top of the leaderboard with second baseman. Juan Moncada, another Chicago-Chicago connection there. Maybe a battle for a long time between those two. Mondesi is third. Albies is is fourth. Merrifield, who we just talked about for uh, first baseman, is fifth and, and second baseman. And Lo Lau from Tampa Bay is right there as well. Uh, who 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 jumps off who who do you think's faking in this list bobby if i had to pick somebody on this list especially in the
1: top 5 i would probably say mondesi i think he's uh he's he's hot right now uh a lot of people were were we're talking about if he hits he'll be okay so you know there there might be some regression to the mean in, in his numbers but uh right now he's looking good uh he's yeah, getting he's... on base and stealing bases so <laughs> Yeah, because if he's
2: not if he's not hitting well, he's if he get at least if he if he can get walked or something gets on base, he's going to steal a base. Yeah,
0: he doesn't walk very often, but his .287 batting average is a tad high for him. So if he can stay at that range, that's that's going to be pretty good. You know who who really Javier Baez? I am just so impressed by that guy. Godly, de- that guy's scary. His defense is solid all the time. Yeah. He, he's revolutionized the tag and the slide, it seems like, in baseball. He does things just a little bit different than everybody else. He swings at these pitches like Vladimir Guerrero used to swing at, you know, just down in the dirt, just all over the place. It doesn't matter where you throw it to him. He's still going to make hard contact with it, and he's batting three fifteen. All those, all those other stats, you know, whenever you look at it, like the hard ball rate and all those things, things you didn't think that he would be able to keep doing from last year, he is doing them again this year. And and he's yeah. doing them even better than last year. He's in his prime, fellas, right now, and he looks very valuable with a second base, a third base, and a shortstop eligibility. So Jordan, hold on to him, unless of course you know you want to talk after the show. <laughs> I, right?
2: I can guarantee you, Jordan's not going to give him up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for he's, for a Javi
0: Baez jersey, he just might. He's
1: he's a Cubs fan, so uh, I don't see him losing Javi.
0: I can understand that Juan Makata, he's he's doing well too. Uh, I I, I that three fourteen batting average. I think if anybody's faking in this group, I'm gonna have to see it for a little bit longer from Juan Machada because he has never ever batted three fourteen. He seems to be more of a two thirty four hitter, you know, at the, at the best, and he has struck out a whole lot more than he has this year. But he's producing right now, so Juan Machada.
2: Um, you know who's who's kind of near the bottom of this top 10 is uh, Altuve. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's still, it's partly because of his batting average at 248, but he's got nine home runs, at, you know, tied with uh, Baez for second baseman. Yeah. Um, and Altuve is one of those guys that he can pick up that batting average pretty quick. Uh, so I could see Altuve moving up on this list.
0: I definitely could too. He, you know, he, when I saw him from last year, or it might have been anticipated stats of him batting three forty is what. Mm. Uh, that's yeah. that's that's an incredible pace. It seems like it's going to be hard for him to keep up that kind of batting average again this year. Third baseman. Let's take a look at these guys. Uh, and and all these guys are probably owned in your league. So we're looking at play, people that you may want to trade for possibly if you can get them on the cheap. Or people that you may want to trade once again because they are just so high up this list and it's not going to be too sustainable. Top of the third base list. This is crazy. Javier Baez and Juan Moncada. Top of the third baseman's <laughs> list. That's you know we talked about Bobby. I think when you and I were on a show together at one point, we talked about how dry the third baseman's were and and how hard it was to find a good third baseman. And here we have two second basemen slash Maybe shortstop even with Baez and Moncada. Uh, traditionally, I know Moncada has been playing a lot of third this year, but he—that's not where he came up in the league. So mm-hmm. Baez and Moncada, one and two, Rendon as number three, Diaz is number four, and Dozier is number five. Beckham is number six. Chapman from Oakland is seven. Arenado, who who you know, is going to have to move up that list, mm-hmm. and and Franco is is down at the bottom of that list. What? What do you guys think about this list? Who's who's raking and who's faking? Well obviously Baez
2: is, in, is raking. Uh we'd already talked about him, but right. uh you know, I, I I got uh I picked up Diaz on the waiver wire early in the season and he he's dropped down a little bit from when I picked him up, but he's still he's still been super solid and surprisingly so. Um uh, do I? I hope I, I. I would say he's gonna probably be faking because I don't think he's gonna be able to hold it up for the long term. Um. So if I was gonna, even though he's on my team, I hate to say that, but uh, yeah, I would say he's he'd be on the faking for me.
1: I, I would have to say uh, Tim Beckham would probably be my my faker. Uh, he, he started out hot. He's, he's cooled off a good bit. That whole Seattle team has cooled off. And Beckham has always been a, a streaky hitter. Um, and I, I could see him dropping even lower in this list, um, dropping that average down to around the 250, 260 mark where he's usually at. Every, everybody else is, is pretty good. I, I agree with uh, the Andy Diaz. I don't, I, I'm not... Uh he he's one that I'm not um up to date on. Um don't see a lot of a n uh, a lot of his stats, uh, previous stats to to know where his averages uh sit, but those those two would probably be the the ones that I wouldn't be trying to uh sell high on.
2: I would say Arenado's faking at number eight 'cause I and but I think he's faking as far as how he's playing right now. I think he's gonna he's gonna jump up. There's no way Arenado's staying at number eight at that spot. He's going to move up.
0: I would agree with you there. I I was trying to look at something while you guys were talking because a name that jumps out to me at this, and and I liked him last year, but man, his batting average was never this high, is Chapman for Oakland. The, The biggest thing that I've seen that have decreased because Oakland has been on top of the leaderboard with strikeouts as a team, it seems like forever all right, for the last two or three years when I've been playing fantasy sports. Chapman is striking out at such a low rate, but so is Simeon this year, and both of them are going to crack our top 10 here for third baseman and then shortstop, respectively. And that's just really interesting. I don't know if something has, has gone awry and the athletics are no longer the same hitting coach or something? That's what I was trying to see. Uh, but he, Darren Bush, he's he's going to lead the offense for the third straight season. So nothing has changed there as far as a hitting coach. And they've kept the same coach as, head coach as well. Uh, so I don't know what the, what the different outlook is. But maybe Chapman will not be able to keep up his lack of strikeouts. Or maybe they're just a little more disciplined at the plate this year. Let's look for our shortstops. Tim Anderson sitting on top of there for the Chicago White Sox. And there's Javi Baez at second. Andreas or Texas at, at uh, third. Trevor Story, DeYoung, Mondesi, Simeon, and Tatis Jr. All running out the top the top ten, I guess, there. It looks like Baez is leading in the home run category. I'm, uh, I won't
1: have to look at... Um Probably Elvis Andrews for uh my, my faker. Uh that's not his that's not his uh usual
0: level of, of batting. Uh he's he's super hot right now. He's batting three sixty five right now. That is super yeah. hot. Yeah. <laughs> Scorching hot. Yeah.
1: Um he, he's probably gonna uh regress from from that. He's usually a um you know, two seventy five ish if that. So um, unless he just has a, a outstanding year, that's gonna that's gonna come down.
0: I think Simeon's in that same category. He's batting three twenty two right now. He's usually a two fifty two sixty hitter at best. I would think that would be a good season for him. And and to me, when I look at somebody who's batting really low, I'm like, man, that that average has got to go up. You know, it's got to go up. But at the same time, if they're batting really high still through a hundred at bats, that average has got to go down. At some point, uh, you would think. Otherwise, like, there's no way Cody Bellinger bats four seventeen for the rest of this year. Just no way. Hey, hey, hey! Don't you put that voodoo on him? <laughs> what do you think about this list, Tim? Who's 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 raking? Who's faking?
2: You know what? Just because I traded him away, I'm gonna go with Dejong. <laughs> I think he's faking. Uh, he's not. He's not a typical three forty two hitter. Um, I don't see him holding on to that three forty two for the long term.
0: Okay, that's fine. If uh, you want to have a real contest here, let's trade <laughs> Dejong for Bellinger right now. Let's do it. Let's. Do whoa, it. whoa! I mean, come on. Man. All right, let's look at outfielders. We'll go a little bit uh, a little bit deeper here on outfielders, possibly if time permits. Bellinger on top of that list. Yelich on top of that list, of course. Number three on the list, um, Mar- Ozuna. Yeah. Ozuna having a great back, bounce-back year with St. Louis this year. Maybe he's fully healthy. I'm not sure what that is, but Ozuna's there. Mr. Santana for Seattle. He's number four on that list. Dropped down a little bit, but I think overall numbers, he's having a very good statistical year overall if you look at each category. And those 30 RBIs do not hurt you one bit, you know? That's, that's maybe the reason why I'm leading the league in RBIs is because of Mr. Santana. Haniger for Seattle. Mancini with Baltimore, Springer uh, with Houston, Rosario, didn't you pick him up the other day? No, no, that's a Mookie Monster guy. Mitt from Minnesota, Trout and Gallo, and Reese Hoskins, Bobby, who should be mine. I've made you. So many. I, he after, will never be yours. After after a man asks twenty times for another man's positional player, you automatically have to give it to him. I made that rule up. I don't know if you've seen that in our settings or not, but I petitioned Yahoo and and Reese Hoskins. at the next two times will be my first baseman. That's all. And
1: as and know. as the commissioner, I get to automatically veto that.
0: Where's Chris Davis on this list? Why is my Chris Davis not on this list? I had a choice of picking Chris Davis or Reese Hoskins, and I picked Davis because I didn't want two Philadelphia players that played the same position being on my team. And I'm I, Chris Davis, man. Come on, man.
1: He'll hit another five home runs in a week for you somewhere down the road, and then have another week where he has, does nothing. So yeah. he'll, yeah, he'll even out. That's he'll how he goes. Out.
0: I got twenty batters though. I'm not gonna know when to put him in there. He's gonna be sitting on my bench when he hits those five home runs. <laughs> uh, well, hey, you guys next, see anybody the
1: next? The next time he makes contact, you put him in the game.
0: <laughs> you guys see anybody here who's faking? Do you think Ozuna's faking? I, to me, it looks like that. You no, know, the batting av- the batting average is good. I think he's just hitting in a good place in the lineup. He's batting fourth tonight, so I I I I think that that stuff is sustainable for Ozuna. Oh, Ozuna's yeah, good. So
1: I think Ozuna's back. He's he's uh, he he just had a bad year last year for for whatever reason. And I think he's got everything clicking again. If I had to say uh, one player that would probably uh, is is probably our faker would probably be Domingo Santana.
0: But but look, he's not hitting for a high average. Those numbers are all good across the board. It's not like he, it's not like he's got Cody Bellinger numbers or anything like that. He's living in a dream world. He's just he's he's. I mean, he just looks like a normal batter right now. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, Bellinger's but, looking
2: like a video game right now. He is.
0: Yeah.
1: And and I say this because I mean everybody else is in their realm. Uh, I mean we've already mentioned Mancini being a surprise. Right, um, but Han Hanager is. I mean, he's in his normal little uh, two fifty seven home run range. Rosario. I mean, he's he usually actually hits a little bit better than two forty eight. he's, he's Trout, got eleven
2: home runs though.
1: Yeah, Trout is low on the list, so he's going to be up there somewhere. Uh, Gallo is he, he's a little higher than usual, but that's his normal range. Um, so we have got to go somewhere And I'll take Santana
0: We both know, or we all three know That Bellinger and Yelish have got to come to earth A little bit, I will say at least A little bit But guys, we've already talked about these two And I'm just going to say this to all our listeners H- Have fun with Bellinger and Yelish this year Those two guys are doing something Very, very special And I think by the end of this year We're going to look back and, and see what they did And go, wow that was awesome, yeah. and and I think that we need to start opening up our eyes and appreciating what they're doing a little bit more. I I don't hear them being talked about on sports radio and sports talk as much I think as they will be by the end of this year. And if we can jump on that bandwagon early, uh, we'll 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 look much smarter. That's all I'll I say. I mean,
2: they've got the makings of that, like we talked about a couple episodes ago, of that Sammy Sosa Mark McGuire showdown. You know come come near the end of the year where they're going to be fighting for that home run battle.
0: And I oh. hope Yelich's back stays healthy, uh, and, and I hope he just tweaked it a little bit. So we'll see what happens. It's, it's very early in the season, and there's a lot of baseball <laughs> left to be played, and those guys' numbers are just unreal right now.
2: I think they're going to drop, but I think they're still going to stay in the 300s. Oh, yeah.
0: I think so, too. I think so, too. Thank you for listening to Fantasy Frenemies. Listen, you can hear us on Podbean app. You can find us on Spotify. And when you do, please, you know, like us, subscribe to us, download those episodes if you can. And on Podbean, you can or anywhere you can find us, even on iTunes. You make a comment. Comments mean a lot, and and we would love to hear from you. You can follow us at Fantasy Frenemies, uh, F F Frenemies at F Frenemies F R I E N E M I E S. And we get this show out to you three times a week. We'll join you again on Thursday. On Thursday night, we'll look ahead to the weekend series. But join us again on Thursday night for another episode of Fantasy Frenemies, and we will see you at that time.